Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. Like, I'm eating with headphones on. Hey, here comes a little wave around the corner. Hey, hey, Frank, what about me looks like I'm not fucking busy? <laughs> what makes you fucking think you can approach me at this point? That's like people who ask you, uh, what are you reading while you're reading? <laughs> Good point. Like, get the fuck away from me. What you reading? This is not a conversation starter moment. <laughs> like, if I'm carrying a book, that's your moment. Not while I'm, like, on a break or something, you know. I'd well, be sitting outside. Of what'd be even I worse is if they said something like, hey, remember those highlights books from when you were a kid? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? Well, that's usually how those conversations turn out is somebody is like, oh, did you read uh, Twilight? <laughs> You're like, did, you thought that was a equivalent to a Stephen King book I'm holding? <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah, but this, uh, this whole fucking month of Halloween stuff has been the shit, I think. Lots of Even if movies. all of it isn't amazing. We're getting a lot of stuff that got held back, I think. But uh, Smile was definitely the the pinnacle of everything. It was so worth it. I didn't know I was going to go see it the night of my an- uh, wedding anniversary dinner. I didn't know that she would pick that movie as our anniversary movie. Yeah, because that was going to be our field trip. Yeah, that was our field trip movie. And then Olympia was like, no, I want to go see that. There's nothing else. Yeah, I remember you told me that you had a bad time in the theater. And uh, I... I didn't have a bad time, but mm. I don't fixate on things like that. Like, I let them go pretty quickly. Uh, the guy directly behind us was talking the whole movie. The whole movie. And uh, there were whispers back in the mix. Like, there was some whispers and stuff like that. I mostly could ignore him, but Kelly was really fixating on it. A friend of ours uh, raised an order card on him. But they weren't as active as they normally were, were they? No, I think they're afraid to kick people out because of how people probably have been reacting given the circumstances of so the pandemic. So just a little backstory, if you're familiar with Alamo Drafthouse, they are on the ball. Well, they used to be when it came to kicking people out for bullshitting during the movie. You were on the phone, you were talking, they'd give you a fucking warning. Next warning, you were out. Like, you were done. I, I feel like you'd get the one warning. If they had to come again, you're out. Sorry, you fucked up. Yeah. Now, a little more lenient. It was so close to the end of the movie by then. Because it was one of those things where I was like, it's not that bad. And I tuned it out. But here's my thing. Mine was horrible. We're fucking adults. You don't sit in the back of the theater when you're an adult. See, we said I sit in the back of the I theater. I know everybody says that, but I always do that. It's fine I most sit of the time. Almost in the back, fourth from the back. That's fine. But those people in the back row are pieces of shit. And they're children, and that's where like tourists come and sit when they come here, and they were like, let's go to Alamo Draft Well, we got used to Movie House and Eatery, which has the big recliners, and we got used to the theaters. We know where there were sections of two or four chairs, so we would be about midway, but not even center. We'd go left or right there, because sometimes you'd get the two. There were just two seats, so you had two fucking seats. That's it. The closest people were in front of you and behind you. Yeah. Well, that place is going downhill, so we're back to Alamo, and I thought at least we could have the backup from the staff. No, mine was a chewer. Like open mouth the whole time, a giggler and a talker and not just talking at key points or fun points, but just basically the whole fucking time. See, there were some things and spoilers for smile or just there's no outline or anything. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, like when they showed the dead body at one point, some girl goes, fuck. (laughs) And the whole theater laughed and that's fine. No, that kind of stuff is fine. But mine, 
I thought that they were like late teens, early 20s. They may have been 16, 17 is what was happening. And definitely a little on the ADHD side, the little squirrely one next to me. She was too much, man. It sounded like with you, it was because they bought so much stuff. They were like, I mean. Uh, well, it sounded like they were really big fans of horror movies, which is cool. So I'm not trying to fuck with you. But like you guys have to understand the etiquette. Whisper things here and there. You know, no worries. I'm telling you, man. Don't sit in the back row. Well, I had a very uh, reactionary crowd. So if there was a jump scare. Oh, man. Oh, man. And this one got me so many times. Yeah, it had so some many good times. Ones. It had the, some good uh, ones. The even car? The, even the one from the preview, the car one. Yeah, that yeah. one really got me. I forgot what was happening for a second. I remembered right as it happened, but I was still like, fuck. There was one I got. I think it was the first one. It was when she was sitting at the table on her computer. Mm -hmm. I got goosebumps and I got cold. <laughs> and I was like theater dressed, you know, flannel shirt and everything. Yeah. Creepy fucking movie. And for a mainstream movie that had such a big promotion, especially with the planting of the people at the sports events. Oh my God. Genius. Yeah. Genius. That was awesome. Kevin Bacon daughter too. Really good. Which one was Kevin Bacon's daughter? The main character. That's Kevin Bacon's daughter? That's Kevin Bacon and uh, Kara Sedgwick? Kara Sedgwick's daughter. Yeah. She has that Kara Sedgwick look. Yeah, she does. Okay, cool. She was good. She was really good in it. No, I could appreciate her. She did great for the role. That girl in the first. The one that the patient that gets brought in. Yeah, the, what starts it all. She was she good. She was creepy, man. I really liked this one. No, it was good. Really glad. Was going to see it in the theater one way or another. So glad, you know, saw it soon. Also thought that uh, the end of the movie, monster reveal, which you know me, I get, uh, I get tripped up by that sometimes. Like, I'm like, oh man, you took the lasting spook out of it by showing me. Not this time. It was grimy. I felt like I was in a Manson video from the late 90s. Oh, I got goosebumps again. No, they... <laughs> I thought it was great all around. That storyline itself, if you if you really break it down to the base of what's happening, it's been done before. I felt like it was It Follows and Final Destination mixed together in the best way you could possibly do mm -hmm. it. Well, and there's definitely the chain. What was that one with the countdown that came out recently? Was it called Countdown? Oh, I don't know. The phone app that it, you look up when you're going to die. Oh, I've never heard of this. Oh, it's on it's on Hulu or something. Now, I paid for it on Amazon, and then a month later, it was free on of something. Course. I was like, fuck. That one was very similar, but uh, they did it so well. I love that cast. A-Train's in it, if you're a fan I, of the boys. You know, in the theater, I couldn't. I was like, <laughs> why does that guy look so fucking familiar? Yeah. And then at the end, of like when we were in the parking lot, I looked it up, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, your favorite bitch boy A-Train from the boys. What is he, the, the fiancé? Yeah. I Make hate the Aquaman knockoff so much more. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. He was in uh, Gossip Girl. But <laughs> but A-Train, because I hate him so much in the boys, I was like, oh, fuck. You were like, this is not going to work out. Yeah. And the little dude from Veronica Mars, like, <laughs> he, was really, he was really good. And I thought he was going to grow up to look like a weird adult, like Ch Haley Joe Osment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was in Jennifer's body, wasn't he? Yes. He was the emo he was the kid. the goth kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looks like an adult. Like, yeah. the lines on his face and everything, dignified. It's still a very small dude, but, like, he looks like a grown-up, man. In Hollywood, they're all small, so he's fine. Well, yeah, I know, but... He's fine. At least taller than Holland. There's no fucking way, <laughs> and, and since we're talking, there's no fucking way Bradley Cooper is 6'2". I would love to meet Bradley Cooper one day so I can confirm that he's not 6'2". I don't know why that one bothers me so much. You're just real hung up on the IMDb. You know, IMDb is like Wikipedia. It's just what people put in there. Well, and the night we talked about it, though, I Googled it. Like, we looked at other sites, and every, everywhere has him, like, minimum 6'1". I, I think you feel like you got to find his tailor. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just saying, watch Midnight Meat Train. Tell me that man is not 5'10". Oh, standing across from him. Yeah, I can see that. I never saw the Gaga Where the Heart Is or whatever. 
Uh, no, that didn't appeal to me. And I didn't how many watch times it. It's like the second or third remake of that movie until Bradley Cooper comes out with how tall he really is. I'm not watching it. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> speaking of midnight meat train, I watched Hellraiser last night. The new the one, the new one. Yeah. Uh, dude, you got to watch it. It's really good. It's really, really great. It's not the original. It's not the same story. Everything is a little bit different, but I really liked what they did with it. And it looked really good. The pace of the story is fantastic. So would you say it's a reimagining? It's a reimagining, 100%. But it's a very interesting reimagining. They did a really great job. I like that director, Bruckner, man. He's good. Did you ever see, uh, well, he did The Signal, not the one with uh, Cowboy Curtis. But the one everybody goes crazy from the TV signal. Yeah. Okay. That's like three short stories all from people. The Cowboy Curtis made me think a minute, but that's the one with the weird alien thing. Yeah. Where yeah this Fishburne is the one with the, the signal basement. and the TV. The guy who in the cover, he looks like Joshua Jackson, but it's not Joshua Jackson in the movie. Yeah. And everybody thinks that what they're doing is sane. And yeah. so it's always from their point of view. Mm -hmm. But you see everyone interact with the other stories. So he did that signal. He did that one. That was his okay. first movie. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. Bruckner's good. And then uh, he did, uh, fuck, I don't know why I can't remember the name of it right now. Here, let me just look it up. This is the intermission music. Southbound. Did you see Southbound? No. It starts out with two guys driving, and they're on like a highway, and there's like a demon following them. And then it's the same kind of thing. It's three or four little short stories one's like a girl rock band and they end up in uh is that house. the cover that's on the streaming service is three girls in a car it might be this is the cover of the movie oh okay so i think i think the cover on streaming services is like three girls in a car he also directed the ritual the ritual the one that was on netflix yeah the one based on the uh the book i, I was telling you yes okay cool he does good shit, but Hellraiser, this is best, man. He did a really good job with this. Hellraiser, Hellraiser. Really well cast. Kelly was like, uh, didn't we just watch Hellraiser? And I was like, this is going to be different. And then <laughs> halfway through the movie, she was like, I think I like this more. Um, My stepbrother said the same thing. Did you like Smile more than the new Hellraiser? Yes. I liked the new Hellraiser as far as uh, something I like being remade. People don't always agree with me when I like a remake. I know people were really resistant to the Evil Dead remake. And I was like, I really liked it. I was fine with that. I thought that felt like what they wanted to do with the first one and just really couldn't pull that level of crazy off. But when it rained blood, I was very happy. Well, yeah, nothing's ever going to beat that 80s feel of the old ones. Those are their own animal. Yeah. Don't expect that. Don't expect that. Sometimes you can get a little of that feeling in there. And I think that this had the spirit of a Hellraiser movie. And I don't think they focused on Pinhead being the central thing in this. They really focused on the box. And that's what I really liked about it was the mechanics of what happens was different in a really good way. I don't know how much they drew from other Hellraiser plot points from other movies and stuff like that. I know some of it was taken from two and uh, there wasn't as much focus on uh, the way the first movie unfolds. It's a really different story and I liked it a lot. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Did you see Halloween yet? No, I'm saving Halloween ends for this week. Have you read anything about it? We had guests over, so I tried to get them to watch it, but they did. They, you know, we're going to talk over it. And I said, yeah, I want to watch it. I don't want to yeah. fuck around and try and deal with conversation in the middle of the movie I'm trying to focus on. Without saying um, anything, because I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't want to spoil it for anyone else or anything like that. Weird end of a trilogy. There were things I really liked about it. If you've seen it, I liked the ending. But the focus of the movie felt like it should have been the second or third movie. Or second or first movie. So out of these new three, 
with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. While I didn't actually finish the first Sharknado movie. <laughs> Where is this going? I felt as if that this new Halloween series was just supposed to be a little absurd. This one felt like it was taking the story more seriously than the other two were. Well, that would be odd and if they th- took it more seriously in this one after all the weird shit in the last two. I thought the last two were so action-packed this was weird to be the end. Well, oh, and they killed off that guy in the last one who was just in there. Um, What's his name from Weird Science? He was in another Halloween movie. Too. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was hoping that they wouldn't have killed him in that last one right there at the end. I think that this last one, they really should have just focused on Jamie Lee Curtis and kept her the main character of it. Not even the granddaughter is the main character of this movie. So. I'm going to be fine with whatever because it's still... A no, lot it's of people- fine. Out of context of the three, I just thought it was a weird third movie for the trilogy. For it to be the end. No, I'm going to do it first half of the week if I can. See where it goes. I'm excited about it. I don't care. I enjoyed it. Don't go into it with There's a lot of people that don't believe they should have made any of these three. They're going to make... You can't stop them from making it. I get that, too. What's scary about Michael Myers is that he's just a dude. That they're like, why does this dude just keep coming back like this? He's hard as nails. Well, this one was... We'll we'll, we'll talk about it on our own time after you watch it. (laughs) I also watched uh, Midnight Club. Mike Flanagan's new miniseries or oh yeah yeah I guess it's going for a second season about the Christopher Pike books I just Mm. pointed to one (laughs) I have a slumber party on my shelf right above me but it was based on uh, the Midnight Club book but then some of the stories the kids tell are full Christopher Pike books he weaved it together really well I just want to say thank you for toning back the fucking monologues Flanagan Jesus Christ (laughs) Because there's long strings of dialogue in this, but somebody talks here and there between it. It's not this long. Bly Manor fucking bored me to tears at times Mm. with how long they would take those monologues. Same with uh, Midnight Mass. A bit too many monologues on sub-characters. I never even finished Bly Manor. It wasn't as good as Hill House. No, and Hill House has a lot of monologues. When I went back and rewatched it, I was like, oh, man, there's a lot. It did, but when it got creepy, it fucking got creepy. Yeah. The, when Black Manor got creepy, it was like, ooh, the flashlight eyes, you know, throw back to Ghostbusters 2 in a way for me, that scene in the hallway. Yeah, Midnight Mass was a different kind of story, but Midnight Club creeped me out quite a few times. And it's not a really young adult thing. It's mature audiences, so. Mature. Some shit happens. mm but I really, really liked it. You sound bored. Right? No, no, I'm not bored. I was just trying to think of how to get us back in a smile. Because <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked enough about smile. Oh, yeah, let's let's get right to it. That movie was, it was great. The isolating feeling. The way that they would disappear once they'd been kind of infected with it or whatever. Well, the way it would talk to you, too. When it would talk to her, it, it felt like way more sentient than other. Uh, you know, the It Follows monster never says anything. Mm-hmm. which is probably what made it so creepy. But this one talking made it just as creepy. Oh, yeah. How do you like it when uh, her therapist comes over? Yeah, and Calamity Jane from fucking <laughs> Deadwood. <laughs> well, and then while they're talking, her therapist calls her. I love that icky feeling. Like, oh, I knew something was weird. And then you see it creep up. Did you smile at anybody in the theater? No, I should have. I did. I should have turned around and smiled at that fucking guy who was talking. I did it to a couple of people. And he was like, fucking stop it. And we've been kind of talking to like our seat neighbors that weren't like eating with their mouth open and talking the whole time. Yeah. And Olympia told him he was about to do that to you guys. And they were like, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck did you tell him? <laughs> I was about to get him. Um, no, I still want to fuck with people, but I just feel 
not enough people are watching it. It it did really good. It did pretty good it for a horror movie. It did the best, actually, for the first two weekends. For a horror movie. Um, it knocked the shit out of everything else that was coming out. So. But then, I, yeah, I feel like then people stopped pretty fast. I'm, you know, we're that close to Halloween. It was a great movie. I think when a certain amount of weeks go by now, people just wait for it to drop on streaming early because that's what it does now. They're hoping. Did yours not have that announcement, though, from the director? Did you see uh, that? Yeah, with her and the director sitting there. Yeah. I they think were they were like, probably at Fantastic Fest when they filmed that. Yeah, they were like, this is brought to you in a theater the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, and I, I agree. That was a good experience, a yeah. good theater experience. Um, hey, how about the fucking the nephew's birthday party? The nephew's birthday party was probably my favorite. That part. was so fucked. I was like, oh, fuck. It was one of those that came to me like right before it happened. I was like, oh, fuck, no. How are they going to do this? No awkward as fuck it was sad too yeah because i mean you know you take that you know if you were to expand on the storyline that kid's fucked oh for sure <laughs> he's fucked i really like the end of the movie too solid ending and if they make sequels to that i'll watch them yeah i mean you can easily keep going i don't really want sequels of it follows and i didn't want all the sequels of final destination but i took them because man the opening scene of any final destination movie is well great. even further back fallen fallen too yeah. same kind of thing you know like it it goes from entity to entity man we could make a whole series on yeah that. that's another one of those jumping entities yeah curses you try and be in the woods by yourself and there's a fucking cat out there <laughs> <laughs> Time. Uh, or the ex-boyfriend cop who won't fucking listen I saw that shit coming from a mile away but it's fine knew it was gonna happen and smile yeah i was like yeah he's not but gonna fucking and he's and he knows all of her places that was the thing was all the trope plot points mm -hmm. you always see this stuff in a horror movie but that's kind of what i want as long as you scare me in the midst of that nighthouse fell apart at the end of it and it spooked me a couple times mm -hmm. but it was that subtle mike flanagan in the background thing with this i kept looking for people smiling in the background the whole movie and there weren't fucking any i didn't find one and i think me looking so hard made the jumps so much worse because i wasn't paying attention to that i was i was thinking it was going to come from somewhere else yeah the jumps weren't the most obvious you didn't know they were coming but they got you none of them were cheap mm -mm. they weren't cheap jump scares at all yeah. she fell apart so fast you know, she had that little nice life. I'm just here to help people. And then you figure out why she's doing it. Yeah. And then that gets deeper and deeper. That's really dark. Yeah. And the whole thing with the trauma and nobody believes you. And it felt like psychosis, mm -hmm. you know, because they were just pleading with people to please believe me. And she didn't believe that first girl. Oh, and Cal Penn. <laughs> Cal Penn. I forgot about him. Forgot he was in it. <laughs> Fucking Cal Penn is her boss. He's so genuine, though. No, and he really did seem like a genuine. He did it so good. Yeah, he cared. He, good hospital administrator guy. I wasn't waiting for him to make a weed joke or something. He played the part. Well. Yeah, that other guy from Deadbeat is in something Kelly's been watching. I think it's like some doctor show, New Amsterdam or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Another Grays. Did you ever watch Deadbeat? No. It's good. It's a Hulu series about a guy who's he's like John Edwards. Like he can commune with the dead, but he's a stoner. <laughs> and then there's like a John Edwards chick who is a fake and he knows she's a fake and uh basically like fucked his career up and uh they added cal penn later in the show to give him a buddy mm. i think to try to keep it going and then it fell apart but i did like it and he's 
playing more serious characters now. When those comedy guys do serious parts, it makes you really feel it. Mm -hmm. Like fucking Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Or who's the other guy from Harold and Kumar? I forget. I never know his name, but he's done. John Chow. John Chow. Yeah. (laughs) He's done more serious roles lately. There was one where his daughter went missing and he used social media to try and find her. That was the first one. Yeah. We've talked about that because I think that qualifies as a found footage movie nowadays. Yeah. And it was really good, though. I mean, we just put it on. We're like, fuck it. Let's try it. It turned out to be a pretty good movie. And then he's also in that other one now where I think he's a dad again, but it's another more serious role. And it's it had good reviews. I wish I could remember the name, but no, he's doing good in the serious roles. Now, he was in Cowboy Bebop, not so uh, appropriate for that part <laughs> to me because he's a little old. But I did like the Cowboy Bebop series a lot more than I. Well, I think it's HBO that has like the collection, uh, Harold and Kumar collection. They made a Christmas one at one point. Yeah, you never saw it? I never saw the Christmas one. What the fuck was that? I think that one was in 3D. It was like a theater thing. And it, I'm sure and it, it must bombed. have been at a weird time in my life because until I saw the collection on HBO Max or whatever, I, I had no idea there was a third one. I remember there being a bunch of uh, gags that were 3D. And when I watched it not in 3D mm-hmm. for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck are they doing? I've loved most of the stuff I've seen this month. Although... Uh, I was going to bring this up in the full episode we're recording next, but <laughs> I I did, uh, I watched some really bad fucking movies. Let me just say that. And then I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the new, new one. one. And I know that it didn't get good reviews. I know that it didn't screen well and they sold it to Netflix instead of releasing it in the theater. But it was the first thing I'd watched in a bit that had a budget and it was great. It's Alice also in Pritch. my queue. Man, it was it was great. That and the Marilyn Monroe one. Well, people get mad because they're like, oh, they shove all this like political stuff in there, like uh, you know, social issues. And I was like, that's that's just how the world is now. That like you can't go anywhere without talking about that stuff. So if you're gonna make characters in 2020, 2021, those are their concerns. So it's fine. And I don't think they overdid it. It wasn't heavy-handed, but I think you'll enjoy it. But smile. Uh, I think it's taking the cake. Yeah, Smile's going to be one of the best horror movies to come out. You know, there's that other one with the nun and the exorcist stuff coming up soon. I still don't think that's going to be as scary. That that kind of stuff doesn't get me. I'm going to watch it, but it won't be Smile. Nothing's going to beat Smile right now. Not a whole lot of other horror movies came out in earnest in the theater this year. Nah. For October. That's a bummer. But I'm really glad Smile came out because it was a barn burn. Totally worth it. And God, the promotion, just putting people at the sporting events, football games and baseball games. I saw that shit on social media the next day. I didn't put it together. They were like, what's up with this creepy lady in the stands? And I'd been, we'd been talking about Smile. It didn't yeah. click. And then the day after they're like, oh, Paramount did this. Fucking genius. If you see advanced screenings of a movie you want to see, just buy the tickets yeah, right Yeah, just buy then. the tickets. Don't think we about fucked it. Up. We were like trying to decide if we were going to do it. And then Fantastic Fest happened and that advanced screening was gone in yeah. seconds. So uh, when when Scott pulled it up, it was an empty fucking theater. It was completely fucking We could have picked whatever seats we wanted. Then what was it? A week and a half later? We were. Uh, it wasn't I, even a week and a half later. It was like maybe five days. Yeah. I mentioned it to my neighbor who wants to go see a movie. And I was like, well, let's just all three go do this movie. And went back and they were gone like it wasn't even popping up for me as as an option the yeah. event screening it was yeah, just like it no filled up. it sold out it did really good at fantastic fest so yeah don't hesitate just do it get the ticket yeah, just jump on it <laughs> get the L- fucking live tickets. your fucking life yeah don't be a cheap ass when it comes to getting the advanced screening tickets <laughs> fucking get the tickets we were being a cheap ass we were just almost 40 years old so we were real concerned about what we had to do with our <laughs> i don't know I'm pre- yeah that i'm pretty sure my frugal side was in there somewhere they were the same price frugals yeah 
come into a store near you. That's what stops me from renting $20 movies on Amazon that I could go to the theater, <laughs> which really, if you go to Alamo Draft House, it's going to be way more than $20 in the end. Yeah. Watch out for the mouth breather. Yeah, but go see fucking Smile. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.